I don't know if it's the same where you are, but here in the Annapolis Valley, the seasons have really started to change more so in the last week than probably the entire month of September. I mean, a week ago, we were still having a humid X of 30 plus, but this week that is not the case. So today on the podcast, I wanted to talk to you about five things you can do to help support your health as we shift from summer into autumn. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Wellness Simplified Podcast, simple wellness tips to help you improve your life without turning it upside down with your host, award-winning fitness instructor, nutrition coach, and wellness expert, Susie Fevens. Welcome back to the podcast. As I'm sitting here recording, it is the Thursday before Canadian Thanksgiving weekend. So if you are in Canada and you are listening to it on Friday or this coming weekend, happy Thanksgiving. Today, I thought it would be wonderful to talk a bit about some practices that we can do in our daily lives to help support our health as those seasons shift from summer into fall. So these are going to be things that you probably aren't expecting. It's not going to be anything wild and crazy, or maybe it is. I don't know. I guess it's going to depend on how you feel. I don't know if you guys heard that, but a sad little kitty just stretched up and meowed because she wants to be involved in this podcast episode. Hi, Rose. So sad kitties aside, we are going to be talking about some daily practices that you can do from an Ayurvedic perspective. So Ayurveda, if you are not familiar with it, is sister science to yoga. And really, it's all part and parcel of the same thing. Yoga is a big part of Ayurveda. And Ayurveda can be a big part of yoga, but doesn't necessarily have to be. Um, Ayurveda is Sanskrit. It translates to life knowledge. And when you get into Ayurveda, you realize that a lot of things that we already sort of know from a different perspective falls under Ayurveda. So in this um, instance, I'm going to liken Ayurveda or link, I should say, Ayurveda to your circadian rhythm. And we all know or I think anyone listening to this probably knows that our bodies are meant and primed to do certain things at certain times of the day. And if you don't do those at those certain times, you can still get through your day, but things are going to be a little bit more challenging. So that whole going to bed between around 10 o'clock so that you can get the most restful sleep between 10 and 2 p.m., that goes all the way back to Ayurveda. Ayurveda is a 5,000-year-old science. And... In Ayurveda, we have three constitutions. We have your Vata, your Pitta, and your Kapha. And your Vata is also related to the autumn. Vata is all, it's made up of air and ether, so air and space. So it's all about movement. And when you think about fall, you think about the trees, you think about the leaves falling from the trees, they're moving from the trees to the ground. It's windy, you know, everything's dry, and that all is part of Vada. Those are some of the um, characteristics, there's the word I'm looking for, of Vada. And then our summer months are the Pitta season, and Pitta is fire. So it's the heat, you know, there's sweating, it's red, it's inflamed. There's lots of good things about Pitta, but, you know, just thinking about heat, anything that has to do with heat. So obviously that relates to summer months. And Pitta is also very closely related to our digestion. So our digestion is naturally, if we have good digestion, is naturally stronger in the summer months 
which is why we can tolerate more raw foods during the summer than we probably can the rest of the year. And then the winter spring is the kapha time of the year. And that is all about kapha is made up of water and earth. So it's kind of like that mucky, you know, especially here in Nova Scotia, we, we have dry winter and then we have like wet winter. So the first part of winter is very dry. That's actually happening during the Vada season. And then we get into January or February. I always say February is like the worst of the winter for us. And that is right when Vada turns to Kapha. So it gets very wet. That's when we get a lot of our snow and mud and all of that stuff. So just a very, that's very, very brief crash course that there's three different times of year. There's three different body constitutions or human constitutions. We individually are made up of all three doshas. Every person has some vada, some pitta, some kapha. Most of us are primarily one or two. Some people are pretty balanced between all three, but we are all tridoshic. We all have all three in us. Um, but that is a conversation for another day. But let's get back to the fall. As we are moving from Pitta season into Vata season, we're going from a hot, moist, because Pitta is all about fire with a little bit of water. So that's the elements that make up Pitta. So we're going from hot and moist to dry and cold. So there's a real big change there. And a lot of people will notice that they have a hard time with that shift from summer into fall and also with that shift from spring back into summer. And that again is because you're moving first from Pitta to Vada in the fall and then in the spring from Kapha back into Pitta. So Kapha is a cold, Pitta is hot. So that's they clash again and here we're having that difficulty with hot and cold, but also wet and dry. So those two seasonal changes, we need to be really on top of things and taking care of ourselves to support ourselves a little bit better. So we're going to go over five things that you can do to help support yourself through that change. So number one is going to be a foot massage already sounds good, right? So one of the things about Vada, air and space, air and ether, is it has a tendency to get a little bit up in your head. You have a little bit of ang more anxiety this time of year. Um, you have difficulty with having a clear mind. You feel a little bit cluttered, a little bit distracted, and you need some grounding. And a great way to ground yourself is with a foot massage. So an oiling foot massage to be more specific. And we're not just talking about any old oil. We are looking for a warming, a heating oil. And I don't mean an oil that you're gonna put it on your skin and you're gonna be like, oh, this is so hot. It's just one that, that its properties are more heating. So for instance, coconut oil is a very cooling oil. And when you think about coconut oil, you know, it's cool, or you think about coconut as cool and refreshing. So that sort of makes sense. So what you're going to want is like a sesame oil. And I don't mean a toasted sesame oil that you get to put on your food. We're talking about the original basic sesame oil that has not been toasted because we know toasting things brings out their flavors it brings out the nuttiness and that's great for food not so great for putting on yourself so if you hear sesame oil and think 
oh man, that's going to be so smelly. Trust me, it's not. If you get just regular sesame oil, it is not smelly. It doesn't smell like anything at all. It would be, it smells like, I don't know, canola oil. There's no smell at all. And I have been purchasing my sesame oil on Amazon. I'm sure if you go into a natural food store near you, they can probably hook you up. But you know, COVID times, sometimes it's easier just to order from Amazon. Um, but yeah, a regular sesame oil is a warming oil. And if you don't have that and you don't want to go out and buy something new and you have olive oil, you can use olive oil. Olive oil isn't a heating oil, but it's neutral. So whereas coconut oil is going to cool your body and uh, sesame, <laughs> sesame oil is going to warm, olive oil is going to do neither. So it's just a nice base. So if you can't or don't want to get sesame oil, just use olive oil. So I would drop a couple drops and I'm literally using a dropper, like three or four drops in my hand. And I'll rub my hands together to warm the oil up because you want to warm it up. Even if it's natural tendency is to be warming, you want to put an actual physically warm oil on your body. And you're just going to give yourself a nice little foot massage. Now, if you want, you can up the ante a little bit by adding in some essential oils. So if you have an essential oil blend that's already pre-diluted that you like to use, you can roll that on the soles of your feet before you start. That's what I like to do. And most recently, I've been using the adaptive blend, but you can use whatever you like. Lavender would be lovely. If you have like Balance from doTERRA, that would be a wonderful one for this time of year. Really anything that is going to be warming. So you're not going to want to put like peppermint because that's going to be a very cooling oil, but don't overthink this also. <laughs> There's something to be said about not overthinking it. So if you have an oil that you love and you think, well, that might be cooling, it's okay. If you love it and it's going to relax you to smell the scent, then just go for it. If you have the neat oil, so the oil that is not diluted, what you'll do is you'll drop a couple drops of your sesame or olive oil or whatever oil you're using in your hand and then you'll put one drop of the straight oil in with that oil and rub your hands together and then do your foot massage. So this doesn't have to take a long time. You can spend 45, 60 seconds per foot giving yourself a nice little massage at the end of the day. Work around your toes, get in along the side of your foot and the arch, cross the middle, all the heel, the whole works. And when you're done, I like to put on a pair of socks and I start my night in bed with socks on and then partway through the night, usually when I get up to pee and I decide that I am too hot, I strip those socks off. But I like to start with the socks on because any excess oil will go into the socks and not into my sheets. And you know, I'm just like that. However, you are using a very small amount of oil. So if you're not that concerned, you don't need to put socks on. You're using a very small, like three to five drops. It's not a lot and most of it's gonna absorb into your skin pretty quickly. So that is the first thing I'm gonna recommend is starting to give yourself a foot massage and adding some of those heating warming oils to help ground warm and help you with that transition into fall. So our second tip is going to be to increase your exercise in the mornings and really put an emphasis on flexibility and circulation because again, the Vata season, the fall season is cold, it's dry, it's mobile, but this is also the time of year when like 
branches break off of trees, right? Because things are so dry. So we need to make sure that we're getting some moisture back in there. So when we focus on circulation and flexibility, we're getting those fluids flowing through our body, that synovial fluid that helps lubricate our joints. We want to get everything moving. It's also the time of year when we wake up and we feel a little bit stiffer naturally than we maybe we do the rest of the year. And that's again, because it's so drying, everything is getting dried out. So you don't have to do anything crazy here, going for a nice walk in the morning, doing a vinyasa practice that's maybe a little bit more focused on mobility and less on strength and endurance is gonna be a great option. But in general, just trying to get moving in the mornings is gonna be more beneficial for you than doing it later in the evenings. If evenings is the only time that you have to do it, by all means, I would much rather you do yoga in the evenings than not at all. Yoga in the evenings is wonderful all year round, but this time of year especially, it's really helpful to add in that morning practice if possible. So that is your second tip. Moving on to number three is going to be a pranayama. Pranayama are our breath practices and yoga. And the one that I'm going to recommend is alternate nostril breathing. And I'm recommending this one because it balances all of the doshas. Vata, Pitta, and Kapha are considered doshas. And this breathing practice helps to balance all of them, which means that it's going to be great for the Vata season, the Pitta season, the Kapha season, any time of the year, any time of day, no matter who you are, alternate nostril breathing is going to be wonderful for you. So caveat, I have issues with one of my sinuses closing off. I can often only breathe through one nostril at a time unless I've just been to the osteopath and she's opened it up. So what I do is I take two fingers and I manually open my sinuses, which may sound weird if you've never heard of it or seen me do it, but basically I just put two fingers on my cheek down from my eye and it's my left nostril. So then I just kind of push my fingers to the left a little bit to manually open up my nostril. And if you have a nostril that's a little bit stuffed up right now, you can try it to see if it makes a difference and you'll know what I'm talking about. It just opens that sinus up so I can breathe through that nose. So alternate nostril breath, it can be very technical, but we're gonna keep it really super simple here. You're going to close off one nostril, breathe in through the opposite one, then close that nostril off, open up the nostril that was closed off, breathe out, breathe in through that nostril, close it, open up the opposite one, breathe out, breathe in. In fact, let's take a moment, unless you're driving, and do two rounds right here. So we're gonna start off by closing off the left nostril, breathing in through the right, close off the right, breathe out through the left, breathe in through the left, close off the left nostril, breathe out through the right, Breathe in through the right, close off the right, open the left, breathe out through the left, breathe in through the left, close off the left, open the right, breathe out through the right. And it's just that easy. So I like to set a timer for two minutes and do this at least once throughout the day. You can do it, you know, I, I always like to see 
you can do it when you go to the bathroom. That's what I'm going to say. You can do it when you go to the bathroom. <laughs> do it for as long as it takes you to do what you're doing <laughs> and call it a day. You can't tell me that you don't have time to do it if you can do it while using the bathroom. <laughs> so that is your third tip, adding in that pranayama, your alternate nostril breath. Number four is staying warm at night. So if you're like me and you turn into an absolute furnace at night and you're like, wake up all sweaty all the time. So you like to be cool. It's all right to sleep in a cool room, but you want to make sure that you have enough blankets around. So right now I, well, not right now, now, but at night, (laughs) I am still sleeping with a fan on me with a sound machine going I usually sleep in a tank top in my underwear. If you want to know all the dirty deeds, now you do. And a cotton sheet. And sometimes I even have to throw off my duvet or my comforter because I'm too hot. But this time of year, I find that I'm pretty good with just the sheet and the duvet. But sometimes I have to have another blanket over top of me. I like to have that cool air for my head and to stick my foot out. You know that I'm overheating. So you stick your foot out and suddenly you're going to survive. Does anybody else see that? Um, but you want to make sure that you're warm enough, that your body can be warm enough during the night, even if you're keeping your room pretty cool. And it is healthy to have a cooler bedroom. So people generally find that they sleep better this time of year versus the summer when it's hot and everything is hot and there's just no escape. But if your room is cool, make sure that you have adequate blankets around. So if you do get chilly, you can cover yourself over because you shouldn't have to be using your energy to keep your body warm while it's sleeping. So the other part of that is trying to sleep more during the nighttime hours. So as it starts to get darker, lighter, and when that time change comes around, it's not coming for... Not for a few weeks. I feel like it's the beginning of November this year, maybe. But when it does change, maybe move your bedtime a little bit earlier so that you can get more of those sleeping hours when it's dark. That's going to be really helpful, too. So number five is going to be eating seasonal foods. So earlier I talked about the pitta season and how our digestion tends to be stronger during the summer than it is the rest of the year. So while in the summer, which is when our produce is the most plentiful, we have all the lettuces and fresh tomatoes and all those things, you can probably eat them without difficulty. Coming into fall, coming into the vada season, probably finding that some of the foods that you could eat two months ago are not working with you as well as they used to be. In fact, I am off raw foods for the rest of the year. This was something that I was generally doing anyway, but my natural path said, nope, you're done. (laughs) No raw foods for you until the end of the year, or at least the end of the year, because it's not a good time for digestion. So you're going to want to really focus on things like stews and soups and casseroles, warming spices. So your cinnamon, your cloves, your nutmeg, ginger, all of that stuff you're going to want to have more of. And I mean, that works out pretty well because what do we want this time of year when it starts to get cold? We want stews. We want soups. We want like applesauce, pumpkin spice lattes, pumpkin cakes, those comforting foods. Those are going to be the best foods to help ground you and make help you make that transition from summer into fall. So our five tips for helping you transition from summer into fall. Number one is going to be that foot massage, and you may just find that that is your favorite of these five. I don't know. I quite enjoy it. 
Number two is going to be to try to get some more exercise in the morning, things that really focus on circulation and flexibility. But remember, if you cannot do things in the morning, just do them whenever you can do them. Let's not get too caught up on the times, but morning is going to be a little bit better just because it's going to warm you up and get things moving in those a.m. hours. Number three is going to be your pranayama, which is going to be your alternate nostril breathing. Set a timer for two minutes. Just do it when you go to the bathroom. I don't care. If you're tricky, you can do it in the car. If you drive with one hand, I'm not going to recommend that. That sounds unsafe, but I have done it. In fact, I did it yesterday, but... <laughs> Find two minutes in your day to do some alternate nostril breath and your body will thank you. Number four is keeping warm, especially during sleep and trying to sleep more during the nighttime or the dark hours of the day. And our final one is eating those seasonal foods. So your pumpkins, your squashes, your root vegetables, all those foods that we want to eat when the weather starts getting cold, adding in warming spices your nutmeg, turmeric, cinnamon, all of that good stuff. And the next time somebody makes fun of you for getting that pumpkin spice latte, you say, just be quiet. I am helping my body transition from summer and to fall. Thank you very much. This is a health tonic. It's not really, but it sort of is. That is it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed this. I hope that you found... Maybe one of those five tips is something that you're going to be able to incorporate into your daily life. And I would love to hear which one it is. You can find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash confessions of a fitness instructor. I'm on Instagram at Susie Confesses. And of course, you can email me at info at All the links are down below. And I've also added a link to the show notes where you can find... Um, the sesame oil I buy on Amazon, the doTERRA blends that I mentioned earlier, as well as any other links that I felt were relevant to today's episode, because I can't think of what they are right now. So have a wonderful weekend. Happy Thanksgiving again, if you're in Canada and you're listening to this on release day. Have a wonderful one, and I will talk to you next week.